today's episode, we are going to go over what to know during an airbrush spray tan service. I'm so excited to tell you just little bits and pieces what to expect and what to look for when you go into an airbrush spray tan service. There's more than you think. So I hope you listened to the first episode where I talked about how to prep for an airbrush spray tan. That was very informative. This one is going to go over, you know, what to know during the airbrush spray tan service. And the third installment or series will be what to expect and what to do for your post care after you have received your airbrush spray tan service. So a little bit of background for spray tans. I've done them for 11 plus years. And I'm also a licensed esthetician. I have a very successful spa in Greenville, South Carolina. And we have a lot of airbrush spray tans. (laughs) Now, pre-COVID, just to give you an example of what I mean by that, this is pre-COVID, of course, I have three airbrush spray tan rooms, and I have a system that I've developed that we spray a client every 20 minutes. So imagine three airbrush rooms every 20 minutes from... We used to open at, I believe, 9 and stay till 6.40. Now we've reduced our hours to... Some days 10, we close at 6, so take our last client at 5.40. So, whoa, that is a lot of tans, you know, for full capacity. (laughs) You do the math on that one, and you'll be like, whoa, she knows the spray tan business. Yes, I do. And, of course, before I had a team, I was doing it myself, and that is how I built my business to where it is today. So it's funny. I'll have some sometimes some feedback and like, why didn't Tan didn't know? And the person thinks they know, you know, why it didn't do. I'm like, man, I've done this for 11 years. I kind of know what's going on. Plus, just to let you know, I have great contact with the brand that I use. I use Norvell. I've studied the brand. I've been with the brand for years. In fact, if you go back and listen to the podcast, I actually had Norvell, Brandon Cardinal, who is with Norvell. He's one of the main guys over there. He is on the podcast. And so he goes also over how to make, you know, you have the best airbrush spray tan. So lots of content on the podcast, because we know this is an investment in your skin. And we want you to look the absolute best for your event. So that's why I decided to do a series on it, because I really wanted you to have all the information. So let's get to it. I wrote down a bunch of questions, like the main questions that I see, and just wanted to let you know what to know during the actual spray tan service. First of all, what type of tan should you get and why? We're going to talk about skin tones here. So there's an olive skin tone base and usually a fair skin tone. And you also have darker skin tones as well. So for a olive base, or I like to say medium skin tone, I really just like the traditional medium to dark look. It just looks really well on the skin. So there's no violet add into that solution. I don't think it's necessary. And in fact, I think it looks better without the violet shade in the tan. Now, if you do have fair skin, I definitely recommend to add that violet make into the solution, you want to basically do a little color chemistry here. And you're trying to prevent that so called orangey cast that can occur because of the way the skin is reacting to it. So make sure to ask your tanning provider, Airbrush Spray Tan, for violet shade if you are fair skin. My personal favorite is our shade that is a rapid, we call it accelerated. It's, you know, rapid tan. It allows you to control the color 
of your skin, how dark the solution gets. So I really like the ability to control the color. We leave it on two hours for light glow, three hours for medium, and four for a rich, dark tan. If you are of a darker skin tone, two ways you can go with that. You can do a light overall coat, but I would actually mainly steer you towards a medium shade because we are doing some color balancing and even evening out the skin tone. So you want to get that medium color because we need the color to go up to the level of the shade that you're at currently and then match that. So that's what you want to do with that. Okay, so that is why you need to ask for a violet shade in your tan and then which tan works best for your skin tones. When should you get your tan? I get that all the time. The best days to get your tan is one to two days prior to an event. I personally recommend two days prior for different reasons. One, first of all, most importantly, what if something goes wrong with your tan and you need it corrected? especially for brides. Usually brides get married on Saturday. They have the rehearsal dinner on a Friday night. So I definitely recommend please get your tan Thursday. Okay. That is usually a top question. And I just love it two days before. And also it just allows the tan to get really settled in. Another question I get is when should you ask for a barrier cream? Barrier creams are some type of thick, lotion or cream or some type of substance that you're going to put on certain areas of your skin to prevent the tan from absorbing in those areas. So it won't look crackly or dark and grabbing that color. The way I would respond to that is if you tend to grab color in those areas, let's say you've applied a self tanner on in the past, and you already know that your skin's kind of drier in those areas, that's when you're going to want to add on a barrier cream. And you'll pretty much know instantly once you do a self tanner. Typically, those areas are around the ankles, the back of the heels or the lower heels also, kneecaps sometimes, and of course, the wrist and even the sides of the thumb. I don't think you need a barrier cream on the top of your nails because we typically pull that off with either our gloves or some type of makeup wipe. It easily pulls off, so there's no need to put that barrier cream on. If you tend to also grab the color on the bottom of your feet, then you can also use a barrier cream if needed. But I personally recommend to not step on the floor anywhere and go straight to that fresh towel. Um, you can also ask for, if they have them available, sticky feet that let you apply. But I still like to just hop right on that towel. That's my favorite, even over sticky feet, because if you'll notice, the sticky feet get sprayed too. And so it's just like this tan. There's no way to avoid it. So I just like to hop on the white, fresh towel and be done with it. But if you need a berry cream in those areas, you could definitely ask for that. They're not necessary if you don't have any issues with holding colors, that is where your experienced airbrush technician will be educated and skilled to know how to pull back the airbrush gun to not get the wrist to not get the palms and to, you know, so it's such a stark line. So typically, for me, I'll definitely pull up my airbrush gun a certain few inches away from the wrist. I just know how to do that. And then that way that prevents that area. Now, 
there are some exceptions that have happened where the client has touched their skin in other areas, and therefore there's a transfer of color, and then that has tanned their palms or the side of their pinky or thumb, and then there you go. So that can happen every now and then. So if you have those issues, definitely add a barrier cream. All right, so when should you ask for a shower cap? Well, you don't necessarily, we rarely need a shower cap unless you have like super white hair or if you have super blonde hair that just got colored. I personally have brown hair, so I don't wear a shower cap. I keep my hair out of my face, so I'll have a headband or something like that or, you know, bobby pin clip, something like that. But it really doesn't really affect the hair, so you're fine. But again, if you do have super white hair, maybe even a really sharp gray hair or fresh blonde that you just had colored, then I would ask for a shower cap. We have disposable ones that we offer. Can you wear a mask over your face without messing up the tan? No, you cannot. You can wear a mask during the application of the tan, but obviously if we spray tan on the face, we need the mask off of the face and Our spray on the face lasts five seconds for the first spray, three seconds for the second spray, so you are fine. Now, can you wear a mask over your face after you've been sprayed? Yes, if you have been dried properly, then it's not a problem. Same thing with sunglasses. Put your sunglasses back on, it's totally fine. Remember, after you've been sprayed and dried, you are now dealing with the bronzer, and the bronzer is very movable, So the DHA has already activated with your skin. So it's really not an issue. I do advise a tip is to remove your deodorant prior to tanning. You don't want certain deodorants, whether they're natural or non-natural, they can just interfere with their reaction with your skin. So we don't want a green cast underneath your arms. No, thank you. So make sure to do that. Okay, can you come in like after a sweaty workout? The answer is yes, but we have a pH balance like mitt that you can apply to your skin and it just neutralizes your pH. So that way you're still going to have a nice even tan. I wouldn't come in if you don't, if your spray tan place does not offer anything for that, you definitely want to wipe off the sweat somehow. So I guess what I would do if I'm completely stuck is would get, you know, go into the bathroom and completely try to do a sink rinse, I don't know, to get all of that sweat off. Your pH balance is so, so important in the development of the spray tan. So whether you're too light or you're too dark, it usually has to do with the pH of your skin. Airbrush artist is no way can you know, they have no way to make that pH adjustable for your skin tone, except other than spray with a pH balance. But still then we do our best, but it can sometimes just be off. And that's why your spray tan didn't take. And if it doesn't take no big deal, just come back in. That's why you want to do two days prior to an event, or you have an opportunity to get resprayed. That is a recommend. So Okay, how to wash your hands after an airbrush spray tan? That's a good question. Well, you have to do it very carefully. You don't want to take the tan off the top of your hands. So you're going to just want to 
rinse, and cleanse the inside of your palms. Be also careful about your wrist area too and splashes. So it'll be a very, very light, light rinse because splashes can get on your tan. So be very careful with that. Another tip, go to the bathroom prior to your tan. Otherwise, (laughs) you will leave the toilet seat with bronzer all over it and it hasn't dried yet. And that is so funny when we go to the bathroom and like the toilet seat is bronzed. (laughs) And we know, okay, somebody just had their tan. (laughs) They didn't go to the bathroom prior. So make sure to do that. Plus, you don't want the too much of the bronzer to like, you know, get off of your transfer off of your skin. So make sure to do that. That's just a nice little tip there. Now, what do you do if the bronzer does move around a little bit? So if you, you know, your clothes are moving it around, or you, oh my goodness, there's one example for me, I got a tan. And one time I went to Chick-fil-A and got like a big, nice lemonade and drank it. I'll never forget it. And then I just got a fresh spray tan and ice and the whole thing, oh, went right down my face. So it just looked like this big dribble on my mouth and down my neck. I said, oh my gosh, this looks terrible, but no big deal. I know how to take care of it. I just blended my fingertips, gently, very lightly, gently wet them and just blended in the bronzer and it was good to go. It was fine. I have that happen to me all the time. I'm such, I will spill everything. So it'll, you know, spill on my thigh or my leg or my arm, or I will get a tan and then go clean filter and then splash water everywhere. No problem. I do it all the time. I just Honestly, rub the bronzer in and you're good to go. Definitely after you rub the bronzer in with your fingertips, make sure to remove that solution off your fingertips because it will obviously tan your fingertips as well. Now, another thing about moving your bronzer is like for your bras, I personally say, you know, don't wear a bra afterwards if you're able to, but if you must wear a bra how should you do this? Ask your airbrush artist, like put the cups on and ask your airbrush artist to clasp it in the back for you. That way you're not like raking the bra all around your body there and making those lines. Also, if able, try to not wear the straps. So you have your bra on, but try not to wear the straps. If you have to put the straps on, again, have your airbrush artist pull the straps widely away so you can slip your arm in and you're not making too many of lines. So just to let you know, I will say if you are wearing a bathing suit, this is another tip or dress. I, a lot of times we will get, oh my word, I have these lines and my bathing suit does not match these lines. Yes, it happens a lot. So we always like to say, you know, ask, what are you getting this for? And if somebody tells the beach, if they say the beach with me, I immediately say, okay, does your bathing suit line match up with this area? Because if it doesn't, it's going to be white here. And it will look really odd when you have this white line lower, and we sprayed above it. Personally, I have done that on the beach. And lesson learned many years ago. (laughs) So always match up the bathing suits that you want to wear with the area of your spray tan. As for disposable underwear that you can put on that has a much, much thinner line than typical underwear that you wear, and just match it up so to have the best results. Now also with wedding dresses or sundresses that you're going to wear, same thing. I personally like pasties to wear or even disposable nursing bras and nursing pads are really great 
to wear when you get sprayed, because then you don't have to worry about the back of your dress having any kind of lines. It's just all sprayed. You don't have to worry about it. And there's no way to like hold your top up like unclasp it in the back. There's no way to do that where you're doing a spray tan because there's so many different motions. We really need to have everything. Just your hands need to be out of the way. So just know that. Same thing with, oh my word, the worst is when somebody wears like a string bikini top and it's around their neck and the big bow in the back, the big knot. Oh my word, it's such a mess. So when we have to like make it tighter like shrink up that knot to make it it's like literally on the skin and then there's this knot that you're going to have this outline on your body of this knot and it does not look good so I highly tried to convince that client can you please put these disposable nursing pads on you're covered then but also we don't have these crazy lines around your neck or on the back so good tip there okay What should you wear during the session? I think we touched base on that. I personally think it's best to either wear like disposable underwear or that we have or your smallest underwear or, you know, nursing pads or just a strapless bra or something of that nature. Just less is more and a spray tan. But it does depend on what you are showing and what you are comfortable with. So for me, I'm in my 40s. I'm not really in two piece. And I don't need my stomach spray because it's just not shown. It just really isn't. So I personally wear um, my normal underwear and just uh, like a black tank top with the straps pulled down. And that's really all personally what I need because of what I'm wearing. So I do want to make that point for everybody as well. So what should you be looking for in an airbrush technician when you are actually being sprayed? A couple of things. First... You want to make sure that you see them spraying evenly and that you feel the spray tan in all your areas. If you're feeling gaps of that spray tan, you need to let them know that and let them know, I didn't really feel this on the calf area. I just didn't feel like it was all coming out because that solution has to be sprayed in layers up the areas and whatever's not sprayed is not sprayed. My spa personally does a double spray technique. And that's awesome because there's no way we can't. I mean, the odds of we not getting that exact spot twice is very slim. Another thing you want to do is make sure that your airbrush artist is spraying pretty close. Six inches. Great, great length to spray tan. Six inches away. Listen again to the Norvell podcast if you want to learn more about spray tanning. And we go over techniques in more detail. But a close spray tan is just going to have a richer, deeper look. So I spray six inches away. And you don't want to be like completely just drip, you know, your tan does not need to be dripping, it just needs to be a nice, even spray close up, just really nicely done. Make sure that when you leave, or before you leave, you are going to feel sticky, obviously, because you just sprayed, you were literally just sprayed with sugar. That's what DHA is, dihydroxyacetone. That is what that is. Is it a sugar? So you're going to be sticky. It will settle down, but you don't want to be drippy. That is not okay. You do not want to have a drippy tan. It should just look nice and this like this beautiful glow. Of course, when you leave, you are going to look 
darker because you have both the bronzer on your skin typically, and then you have the layer of DHA underneath. So you're going to look pretty dark until you, it's time for you to rinse off your tan. Now, if your bronzer looks pulled in parts like the inner creases of your arm, then what you want to do is just, it's totally okay. You can just take your fingertips and just gently pat the excess off and then you'll be fine. Or have the airbrush artist use their gloves and they will just gently press into the increases of your arm. You're welcome if you like to add a little bit of powder to it. If you're super, super pulled in those areas for some reason, it's just like when you, it's after the tan and you're, you just start to sweat a little bit. If you're super sweaty, then you can get that powder, like that baby powder to just kind of dry up that area. That's totally fine. You, that can happen in the creases of your neck as well. Very, very common. So again, just rub it in very gently. You should be good to go. Don't worry about it too much. It's just gathering in your creases, but it will rinse off once you get in the shower. So there you go. And when you get in the shower, just make sure to do a nice light rinse. I will go over that more in the aftercare tips of how to take care of your tan. So make sure to tune into that. I think that's it. My last question was, you know, what do you do if you get wet right after? Like raindrops, glass of water and spilled it. But we already talked about that. Again, it's just blending in those areas very gently. You're not going to hurt it. Again, it's just the bronzer. So don't panic. It's okay. So I hope that helped with knowing what to know during an airbrush spray tan service, what to look for, what colors, you know, how to take care of it a little bit. And I am so excited to also share on the next and final series coming up the week after on how to take care of your airbrush spray tan, how to make it last longer, because don't we want that glow to last? So thanks so much for joining the show. And until next time. 